0: This is Winning the Game of Work, a podcast that helps you have the happy and successful career you've dreamed of. Because being smart and hardworking just aren't enough in today's competitive workplace. I'm your host, Terry McDougal, an experienced executive coach who will teach you all the right moves so you can win the game of work. Hey, buddy, it's Terry McDougall with another episode of Winning the Game of Work, and I'm so excited to bring you our guest today. Her name is Mira Palmer. She's a career competence and leadership coach and mindset mentor for women. Female future-ready leaders hire her to unleash their success superpower because many lack the crucial soft skills to advance in their career. And she really helps them assess, realign, and transform their leadership style for career progression and success. Before she started her business as a coach, she built her professional career managing projects to elevate individuals to find their voice and self-advocate, to build their confidence, to develop and grow professionally and personally. She eventually pivoted and reinvented herself to become a professional coach. So Mira joins us from the UK and she's the founder of MKP Coaching.
1: Mira, welcome to Winning the Game of Work. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you, Terry. Thank you. Thank you for helping on the show. I'm thrilled to have
0: you. And I think that we certainly share this mission of helping women to not only be successful in their careers, but also to be happier in their careers, to really lead lives and careers with authenticity. So, Mira, tell us a little bit more about you and how you
1: started your career what you did before you became a coach yeah so terry i'm sort of a broad range of experience really background i've worked in the private sector public sector voluntary sector worked my way up been through three redundancies so i had to reinvent myself at least three times and each at least two of those were after more than 10 years of service with the organization So just finding myself in a place where I'd got to think about re-skilling, reinventing myself, and just throughout really also just experiencing firsthand the obstacles that women encounter when trying to progress in the workplace. And the sort of the light bulb moment, the pivot point came when I got the opportunity with one of my employers to be trained as a coach, and also be coached. What led you to
0: become the career confidence coach and mentor that you are today?
1: Thank you, Terry A lovely question. Yeah, just really through my coaching, through talking to women, just having conversations with fellow colleagues, women in my circle, it was becoming very apparent that women were tending to feel that they needed to fit into the workplace. They needed to take on a persona which wasn't true to their values, but yet they felt that they had to be this person just to be able to fit in, to be able to, not just in work life, but in their personal lives as well. And then as a result of that, feeling not fulfilled and not feeling happy and not realizing that this was why, because they weren't aligned to who they were, their authentic self.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting that half the population,
1: I mean, certainly there are women
0: that have figured out how to do this, and this is part of the reason why both of us are here, is to help people to find that path that's just easier. But certainly if you think about half the population putting energy into always having to think about like, how do I fit in? You know, what, how do I need to show up? What do I need to do to be accepted, to be successful here? That there's a lot of energy that's being diverted from feeling more confident and being able to focus more on goal attainment and that sort of thing. What impact do you think that that has on not only women, but also on the workplace, if they're not Feeling like they fit in and that they can just settle in and do their work.
1: Yeah, clearly it's very draining. You know, to, to try and be somebody that you feel that you're not aligned to can drain your energy. And that's going to obviously impact in the workplace and the way that your efficiency, your productivity, how you interact with people, how you interact with your colleagues. If you're in a customer facing role, how it impacts the customer so you know it can have enormous a knock on effect on the business the organisation the individual themselves yeah absolutely absolutely and when i was coached my coach shared with me just a simple three step process which really just turned everything around for me and it just brought me to the realization that's really often what people need, especially the women that I work with. I use this three-step process and it just transforms the mindset, just that conversation. It can be a conversation as quick as 20 minutes to just make that shift in perspective, which can have such a huge positive impact.
0: Could you share that three-step process with us? Is it something that is simple to talk about?
1: Yeah, I mean, it really does start with the self-awareness and eliminating the negativity, the negative self-talk, the self-doubt, the lack of self-confidence, but being able to recognize that that's what's holding you back. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Quite often women don't realize how they're holding themselves back because of the self-doubt. And then the next stage then is to transform the, the belief systems. So that goes hand in hand with recognizing what those belief systems are, what those ingrained beliefs are, you know, that you're not good enough, that you're not as good as your colleagues, that you couldn't possibly go for that promotion, they would never consider you transforming those belief systems, and then replacing that with a success pattern. Yeah, it's amazing
0: how we all do just follow these patterns. And if we think about the fact that we have to make so many decisions every single day. And if we had to stop and think about every single thing that we do, we'd be exhausted by 9 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so we do get into these routines, these habits, these patterns. And for many things that serves us well, if we're getting up and driving to work every day, there's no need to figure out a different way to drive to work every day. If the path you're driving works, fine. But when it doesn't work, Right. When we're starting to feel pain, when we're starting to be frustrated, have emotional reactions that are negative, these negative patterns, sometimes they don't serve us because we don't realize it's on. I like to think of it as having blinders on and we only see that small little area we think like oh this is all of our options or just what I see through these blinders but Mm -hmm. when you start to peel them back and to say well is looking at it this way serving you right that maybe you could do something different and it can be
1: scary obviously
0: Mm -hmm. but it's very fulfilling once you do something different and you get a different result.
1: Absolutely that's where you and I come in as coaches because We're there without a hidden agenda, we're there as a non-judgmental sounding board and ear basically and also to shine the light on what those negative patterns are and to ask those questions, to reveal the answers for the coachee for themselves and to get them to have that light bulb moment just as I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's always amazing to realize like, oh, I have a choice here. I don't have to follow this pattern that has been ingrained. And who knows why the patterns exist? Maybe there was something that in their past, it worked for them, that pattern worked for them, and it became ingrained. And then maybe they've grown, they're in a different situation, but they keep using the same pattern and it doesn't serve them anymore. Mm. So we didn't really talk about this, but- what exactly is career confidence coaching? It sounds so attractive. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'd like, who doesn't want more confidence in their career? So, what is it?
1: Yeah. So, really, it's the ladies who I aim to serve. Really, are those who have sort of achieved some degree of career success. But getting frustrated because of they've hit a wall, they've come to a point where they're not getting the recognition that they deserve. They're seeing others being promoted above them. They're seeing new recruits rising up the ranks Mm -hmm. faster than they are. They've been in the job, they've got the experience and they can't understand why that is. And quite often it's because they've got this self-doubt holding them back they've got some form of imposter syndrome holding them back saying they're not good enough they they don't deserve it but that story is that they're telling themselves and the career confidence comes in rebuilding that self belief and that self confidence and when there is some form of self doubt which is keeping you where you are and not moving you forward the confidence comes in where you know that you need to make yourself more visible to be able to get promotions, to be to get recognized. Still, you hold yourself back because you're uncomfortable with promoting yourself. It can feel risky
0: to step yeah. outside of
1: that comfort zone. Yet, yeah.
0: I would imagine that when a woman is watching as peers get promoted, or even even worse, like you said, somebody new coming into the workplace and they get promoted ahead of somebody who's paid their dues, that they may wonder, why is that happening? It feels so unfair. But yet sometimes women will not step outside of the comfort zone. They won't show that they're capable of doing more because maybe there's a little bit of fear there that, oh, if I step outside my comfort zone, maybe something bad's going to happen. Maybe I'm going to be rejected. Maybe I'm going to make a big mistake and get fired. But a related question is that a lot of times women can think that maybe their first instinct is to say, "Well, I'm not getting recognised, I'm not being promoted, so maybe I just need to work harder or I need to go back to school or I need to upskill you know is that
1: always the case? Absolutely not, absolutely not. it's quite often women will feel that all they need to do is just get another qualification. That next role needs X, Y number of years experience. I don't have that, so I couldn't possibly get into that role. Instead, what they can do is look at their strengths, look at where they excel and what they can bring to that role. Quite often, these women are completely capable, but they just do not recognize it and don't accept for themselves that they've got that capability. And they normally set themselves such high standards that... They feel that if they don't meet those standards, they'll have let themselves and everybody around them down.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a little bit of perfectionism
1: creeping in there,
0: right? That if I'm not acing something 100% Mm -hmm. of the time, and Mm -hmm. then I'm not valuable, or if I ever make even a small mistake or don't Mm -hmm. go that extra mile, that I'm not going to make it at the next level or something like that.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting how men perceive that in a different way. Just sad to say that when going for jobs or promotions, if a man feels that I think it was something like 60% that was the stat of the requirements, they will go for it. Whereas women feel that they have to 100% fulfill all the requirements before they could even consider going for a certain job. But, you know, the thing is that there's the competency, confidence loop and it it sort of interacts. You know, the more you build your competency, the more your confidence will build and the more your confidence builds, the more your competency will build. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that when you challenge yourself, when you go for that stretch assignment and you actually achieve something that then you start to realize, oh, I can do this. Right. I tested myself and. Now my confidence is building because I've seen a positive outcome. And so I'm going to expect that going forward. But Mm -hmm. I heard the saying a while back, and I love it, which is no progress is made within the comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. We have to, even if it's just a little baby step, we have to take a small step outside Mm -hmm. of our comfort zone in order to progress. So how do you help women face, I think there's a perceived risk with stepping outside the comfort zone, but it also can feel very deadening just to stay there, right? We start to sort of almost calcify (laughs) if we don't challenge ourselves. So how do you help women to tolerate that feeling of risk and face that fear of stepping out of something that feels comfortable?
1: Yeah, it is just going back to that perspective shift and that mindset shift. And if they don't, don't try, they'll never know if they don't have a go at stepping out of their comfort zone. I mean, I had a client who in her fifties, she'd been in the same role since her twenties and just constantly trying to advance. And she never realized that it was her self talk and her fear of stepping out of that comfort zone, which was holding her mm-hmm. back. And when The light was shone on what impact that was having on her, everybody around her, particularly her family. That's when the penny dropped and she realized that, yeah, if she wanted to change things, then she needed to take action. She had to realize that she wanted to take that action. She needed that desire for change before she could take that action and when she took the action she's now in a job which is paying three times what she used to earn wonderful and she's in really good managerial post and it's just where she never dreamt she would be basically her family are just so proud of her and and so she I mean you know her confidence is skyrocketed
0: yeah yeah that's so wonderful and I'm sure you see this pattern and certainly I do too and I will admit that I felt this way at certain points in my career and you mentioned it at the beginning that a lot of times women will look around and say I'm just as smart as that person why did they get promoted right I'm, I'm here working hard and they got promoted and sometimes certainly seen it and like I said I've thought this myself that oh well there's bias against women or that they like that person better like we tell ourselves these excuses sometimes for why it's somebody else and not us and perhaps that could be the case. I'm not saying that it's not, but sometimes we can use that as an excuse as why we're not doing something different, because the reality is that the only person that we can really change is ourselves. We can't make our boss promote us, but we can show up differently. Mm-hmm. And and that, I think for a lot of people, that can be like a radical realization oh Mm. okay I have to do something
1: different but also it can be super empowering absolutely taking that responsibility and ownership Mm -hmm. absolutely and realizing that like you say it's down to you yeah absolutely yeah we kind of talked around this
0: a little bit but a lot of times when people do get to that point of being very frustrated like they want something but they feel really stuck what are some of the reasons that people can feel stuck in their career and what can they do to get unstuck?
1: Again, it is just that, well, what is it that's holding them back? Getting that awareness of why? Is it because they have just simply keeping themselves in that comfort zone? Is it their messaging? Is it their communicating? Because if they are keeping their head down, working really hard, thinking, oh, if I excel all my targets and work really hard and deliver on the results, the promotion will come to me, I'll get recognized and I'll be given the promotion. But when you look at the flip side, it could be that because they haven't spoken up in their appraisal, their performance review, to say, I'm really interested in going for something higher, their manager might just think she's completely happy where she is. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem to want to change. She's delivering on everything and she's very content. Mm -hmm. Um, She keeps her head down. She's hardworking. She's reliable. And women sometimes don't see that, that they actually need to speak up and and express what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a simple, I mean, first of all, I think, recognizing it, because sometimes I think we can just feel dissatisfied and not say, well, what would make me feel happier? What would make me Mm -hmm. feel more valued or more challenged? And so recognizing that you you said this earlier, like the self-awareness, but also asking for what You want. And I know for a lot of women, we feel like, oh, well, we've got to be the ones that care for others and really pay attention to what other people need. But I think that flipping that around and saying, well, what do I need? And asking Mm. for that is important. And I certainly think that sometimes people can just assume that others know, right? That, oh, well, of course they know that I want to be promoted. And the interesting thing is that I was a manager for many years, and some people don't want to be promoted. Some people Mm. are like, I like my job. I want to stay in this job until I retire. And as a leader, you need people that are like the steady Eddie that are like, okay, I'm happy doing this and you don't need to worry Mm -hmm. about me. I'll do my job every day. But if you're not somebody like that, if you're somebody that like, I want a new challenge, I want to do something different. You need to ask. I agree with you 100%. And it's interesting at a certain point in my career, I can remember in my performance appraisal just saying to my boss, what do I need to do to get promoted to vice president? And he told me, he said, Well, I think that if you do a good job on this particular project, that I'll be able to make the case. And within the next year, I did get promoted. But mm-hmm. I also think that had I not asked that, he it would not have been on his radar, he wouldn't have thought about like, Oh, well, she wants to be promoted. And okay. but just asking, what do I need mm-hmm. to do? And it's pretty simple, right? And I also think sometimes women can feel like, am I good enough to ask for this? Am I going to be taken seriously if I ask for this? Do you find that sometimes women don't really value themselves enough? They don't recognize the value of what they bring and they almost take themselves for granted?
1: Absolutely. And that's where you get the sort of the unsteadiness, where you place more importance on the opinion of others as opposed to your views about yourself and when you're seeking validation outside of yourself Mm -hmm. rather than self-validation. And that in a nutshell really is what confidence is. And that's the coaching I do is that building that self-validation. So you don't have to look outside of yourself to feel validated. Yeah.
0: yeah. And one of the things I've seen too, is that sometimes if we rely too heavily on the validation of others that it can put us in a position of being manipulated or being abused even, Mm -hmm. because there are savvy players in the workplace that are like, oh, well, I know if I withhold praise from Terry that she's just going to work harder. Mm -hmm. And so not everybody is very fair. And it's important to be able to recognize that. I think that there's a certain level where we should step back and say, okay, is there something that I could be doing better here? but it's impossible to be 100% objective. But if you can step back and say, how am I doing against the standard? Mm. And if you say like, okay, well, I'm doing well there, and Mm. you're not getting the feedback, or maybe somebody's even being critical, sometimes Mm. it's important to say, well, maybe this is not a good environment for me, or maybe I'm working for an abusive person, right? because certainly we know that there are abusive bosses or less than positive people in the workplace that mm. could be an unhealthy place to work. It doesn't mean that mm. you're not worthy. It could just be that you're not in a good situation.
1: Hmm. And that's why it's so important to seek out the help of a coach, because that's how you can get things into perspective and think, well, is it something that, you know, is it you that's holding yourself back? Or is it that the workplace is a toxic environment and maybe that's the decision that you need to make is to get out of that environment and seek something else? But Unless you've got somebody who's independent and able to talk that through, because your close ones, your loved ones, your friends, they may not fully be able to give you that perspective. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I've heard this from a lot of my clients that maybe their parents or their spouse, that they feel concerned if somebody's considering Going for a promotion or looking for another job, they'll say, Well, you already have a good job. Just stick with your job. This is a good job. And they're worried about the risk more than that person's satisfaction and happiness. Mm. And I think that, like you said, having somebody who's more objective to help hold the mirror up so somebody Mm. can really more clearly see what's going on in context rather mm. than getting caught up in their emotions or getting caught up in the fears and emotions of people who are around them. Or maybe those people have their own reasons for wanting somebody to, to stay in a particular mm.
1: role. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that clarity and focus is is just so, so important. So important.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, one other thing I <laughs> want to ask you about is this whole idea of
0: imposter syndrome. We hear about this quite a lot, but how would you define imposter syndrome and how does that hinder women's career growth?
1: I mean, it's not just women who can have imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. men have imposter syndrome yes. too. And yes. it's just that feeling of being a fraud, uh, that you, you don't deserve to be where you are. As we touched on earlier, the, there are different types of imposter syndrome, you know, the perfectionist, the superwoman, where you feel that you're the only one who can do this possibly. is not accepting a helping hand or support from outside. It's funny how the higher up the ranks that you go, the bigger the imposter syndrome seems to get, particularly for women. When they get into more senior positions, it can creep in more and more and, and can be a barrier. And nowadays it's more and more widely recognized. So people can think, oh, maybe I'm slipping into that imposter syndrome or that persona, it's a bit easier to recognize, but it still can hold women back.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very interesting, that whole idea of as women or any person really rises, that that can make them feel more insecure. And I think it's pretty natural because there are fewer people as you rise up and The decision making rests more and more on your shoulders as you rise in leadership and you at some point get to the place where maybe there's not a clear path forward. And so it's critical to be able to weigh the risks and the potential rewards and make decisions where maybe there's not going to be anybody there to say to you, yes, that's the right decision. You really have to rely on yourself and that can be frightening. But that also is what leadership is about. It's making those decisions. And I love this whole idea of doing it scared, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't get frozen, take action. Even if you feel fearful, still take action, right? Mm -hmm. That's what that's going to give you the feedback to say, did I make the right decision or do I need to pivot and do something different?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And when you can make those decisions and display that confidence, then that's where the confidence in you will increase. You know, if you, as a leader, if you display confidence, people will be confident in you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also, you start to model that behavior mm-hmm. for others. I think that when we were talking earlier about perfectionism, sometimes if we, as leaders are too connected to this idea that there is a perfect way, that it makes other people fearful of making mistakes themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they don't really lean in and do as much as they possibly could. And then Mm -hmm. it almost gets into this vicious cycle that sometimes Mm -hmm. the leaders are like, oh, well, nobody's stepping up, so that means I have to do it myself. But if we're a little bit more resilient and tolerant of people trying and learning okay, mm. there was a mistake. It's okay. You learn something. Let's keep going. I'm not going to be critical. You don't have to be perfect. Let's just make some, whatever, there's this saying of progress, not perfection, mm. that, it, that it empowers others to really unleash their own potential.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. Absolutely. So great. Well, yeah. i really enjoyed talking with you, Mira. I'd love for you to talk to us a little bit more about some of the resources that you have for any listeners that might be thinking wow this sounds like something that would be really helpful to me
1: Mm -hmm. how can you help yeah no by all means just connect with me follow me on linkedin you can book in a call with me and i offer a complimentary 30 minute session as i say that 30 minutes can really just change your whole perspective and change things around for you and they can do that through i think you'll put the link in the notes anyway but it's mirapalmer.coach forward slash in a call, or just reach out to me at my website, mkpcoaching.com. I do have the book, which is free to download, which is called Success, Elevate Your Career. And that talks through lots of tips and strategies on how to progress in the workplace, progress your career, have to have conversations about a pay rise, promotion, how to approach those conversations, how to prepare for those, and lots of useful tips there and i'm soon going to be releasing a confidence playbook as well so that's one to look out for great great so they can go to your website to download the free ebook they can yes indeed. great well that sounds
0: really valuable so you heard it here folks <laughs> go to mkpcoaching.com well mira thanks so much for being with us today on winning the game of work thank you terry thank you Thanks for listening to Winning the Game of Work. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. If you'd like to get in touch, go to the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. And now, get out there and start winning the game of work. I'm cheering you on.